Hey, business owners, are you struggling to find the right candidates to fill open positions in your small business? If you are, you are in good company with many other owners. So today, we're going to talk with Josh McAfee. He's the co-founder of Humans Doing, a talent recruiting and placement firm. Josh is also a best-selling author. He's going to tell us how to avoid common pitfalls businesses make in the hiring process. Hey everyone, welcome to Small Biz Flash, your briefing on small business news, trends, and insights. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. Thanks for joining me. Stay tuned as we learn how to get the right job candidates on board. That's coming up, but first, the news roundup. The ongoing credit crunch impacting small businesses has owners looking beyond traditional loans to finance their capital needs. According to a new report by Intuit, small businesses are increasingly tapping into credit cards. 30% said they had done so in the last 12 months, making credit cards the most common funding source. The average monthly credit card expenditure for an individual small business is approximately $13,000, about 20% higher than pre-pandemic. The second most popular source of financing was a loan or line of credit at 22%. After that, owners are using equity investments, trade credit, leases, merchant cash advances, and HELOCs on their home to fund their businesses at a combined total rate of 31%. Three quarters of small businesses are utilizing AI tools for an expansive range of business functions according to the findings of a Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council survey. Financial management AI tools are the most commonly used, with a 40% adoption rate. AI-powered email marketing automation and cybersecurity tools tie for second place at 32% each. 41% of owners are using AI to redirect their own time and employee time to higher-value work. 83% of small business owners plan to continue their investments in AI over the next 12 months. Small business owners, beware. Scammers are stealing the passwords of small businesses' social media accounts, according to a new lawsuit filed by Google. Hackers are pilfering small business owners' credentials by coaxing them into clicking a Facebook ad offering a download of Google's AI chatbot, Bard, which is similar to ChatGPT. But Bard is free and is available via a website, not as a downloadable app. Once an owner clicks the ad, malware is loaded onto their device. You can find more information on this and other stories in the News Roundup by going to the links in the show notes. Small business owners, you need the pros at SBS Accounting and Advisors to keep your finances on track. For 16 years, the good folks at SBS have been helping owners make better decisions and grow their profits. Go to sbsaccountants.com today to set up a free 30-minute consultation. Use the promo code FLASH to get 20% off your setup fee. Again, that's sbsaccountants.com.
So on today's show, we have Josh McAfee. He is the co-founder and managing partner of Humans Doing. Um, that is an HR recruiting firm that specializes in technology placements. He's also the Wall Street Journal bestselling author of Measure Up. So Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Adam. Glad to be here. Josh, tell us just a little bit more about Humans Doing and, uh, and kind of what y'all do over there. Absolutely. Uh, our company is uh, uh, just a group of people that's really passionate about helping people make great hiring and career decisions, typically in technology and tech-savvy companies. Um, we do infrastructure. We do, you know, dev and product, analytics, data. Um, uh, we also do, you know, tech sales, tech marketing, and a ton around uh, um, uh, finance and accounting. And I know this is such a timely you know, topic that we're going to be talking about today, which is things that can cause you to hire the wrong person. I mean, it's hard enough to get um, anybody, yeah. but um, if you get someone in that seat and it's the wrong person, that can be worse than having no person. So, Josh, maybe kind of help us um, with you know, maybe the top two or three things that can cause us to hire the wrong person. And I know there's probably a lot more. In fact, you have a blog on your website we'll link to called The Eight Things That Can Cause You to Hire the Wrong Person. We don't have time to get into mm-hmm. all of those. But help us, um, you know, maybe give us just the top two or three and let's unpack some of those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, one of the first things that I see is people don't align their job descriptions Um with the actual need for the positions. So they may may have written the job description or had somebody in HR write the job descriptions, but they really don't truly capture the essence of what the role is Mm -hmm. um, or, um, you know, kind of the value uh, of the position to the business or more importantly, why the position and the experience someone will gain will be valuable to them. So, um, so People write job descriptions typically from the perspective of why it's going to be most valuable to the business. And what I've seen is that when you write a job description as to why it's going to be valuable and compelling to the right type of candidates with the right type of experience, then you attract a different type of person or you attract people from the premise of what the description is actually going to be. um, And you typically have a better job description aligned with the business needs uh, and the responsibilities of the role versus a kind of a template, you know, that may may meet, you know, 60% of the overall for all the company. That's, I'm sure, very, very important. And I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, your company could help folks with. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, let's keep going. Uh, what's the next one? Um, so uh, we oftentimes see um, people that have, um, have poor candidate experience. So, which also typically leads to poor hiring manager experience as well. So, um, so you know, they start getting people into the process that are interested and, you know, the communication isn't very good. You may have two or three people interviewing that are looking at the position from a different perspective. So it doesn't leave the candidate with the great feeling that the company has their act together. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the hiring process is underwhelming. Um, so a lot of people that are, you know, highly, highly skilled and, and specialized don't feel appreciated or valued through the process um, or they don't feel like the company has its act together. Um, another one is just like the offer, you know, is drawn up by a lawyer versus uh, versus somebody who's in the role. So it's like, here's the job. Here's the comp. You know, here's all the legal stuff we have to put into it. There's no 
hey, we're really excited to join the company. You're joining the company. Hey, you know, yes. we're so thankful. There's there's nothing that humanizes or makes people feel like they're joining something that they can be proud of or appreciative of. And, and I think that's completely. Uh, sorry, sorry. I, I was just going to say, I think that's so important because, you know, when we're mm-hmm. thinking about all of these things, right, there are mm-hmm. um, the, the talent pool, um, the, the competition is so tight right now that, you know, you're going to be up against companies that are doing mm-hmm. this right. And if you're doing it wrong, yeah. then you can kind of almost just hang it up. You're going to you, you might get somebody, but they're not going to be the cream of the crop. Yeah. And and then let's just say you do go through that. And there's a time period from when they agree to join your company to when they actually start. And and people neglect the value of engagement and keeping the excitement level high through that. So let's just say there's a two-week to four-week time period there. Neglecting that and not engaging through that. Um, and then, you know, once they start making sure that their onboarding um, is a good experience. Sure. Uh, if you don't keep them engaged, then other companies have an opportunity to, to you know, come in and woo them through that time period when they're vulnerable because, you know, everybody has a little bit of buyer's remorse. Should I have, you know, what happens? Did I make a good decision? Um, but if you've got, you know, an engagement point, you know, hiring manager calls, you know, a uh, week after and says, we're really excited to have you join us. Or a few days afterwards, somebody from a team sends them a note. The CEO sends a little video, you know, saying, hey, just wanted to let you know we're excited. Here's what your first day is going to look like. Yes. You know, you uh, um, just little things to engage. And then, of course, when they start um, making sure that they're onboarding, you know, there's a, a clear understanding of what that onboarding is going to look like. Their equipment, their business cards, their cube, if they're in an office or an office, all of those things are done. And it's just a great first day or first week to where they go home and tell their significant other, wow, I'm really excited. I made a good decision versus, eh, I don't know, I wasn't even signed into the system yet. Or, or <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I sat there half the day, didn't know what I was doing, you know. Right. Those types of things start people poorly and can lead to retention issues longer term. Yeah. Making people feel welcomed and valued go a long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing what people will accomplish when they feel you appreciate them. And it's amazing what they won't accomplish if they don't feel appreciated. Right. And um, I think there's kind of this misconception sometimes out there among um owners and managers that if you just throw money at the problem, it will go away. And sometimes in business, money does solve problems. But a lot of times when you're dealing with people, money does not fix things. Um, So you have to pay attention to these other elements. I hope you're enjoying the show and with every episode, gaining new insight to help you grow and run your business. I work with small business owners to create successful strategy, operations, and marketing. So tell me about your business's challenges, and let's grow your business together. Email me at adam at smallbizflash.com. That's adam at smallbizflash.com. Are there any other, um, any other items on this list uh, that you have for today, Josh? Yeah, I mean, we, see, um, we see a lot of companies that hire reactively or they hire for their short-term need without being considerate of their long-term need. And, um, and a lot of times that leads to retention issues. And, you know, if you, if you're really worried about that short-term need, we usually encourage our clients to, you know, hire a contractor for the short-term and hire an employee for the long-term need. 
if you hire an employee okay. for something that's really a short-term need, but the long-term, you know, business need for that role is different, then, um, you know, that person's not going to be at home long-term, you know, or they may come in thinking it's going to be X, but it's really Y. Um, this, a typical example of that is, you know, um, as a software developer, you know, if on the first three months of the role, it's going to be 90% new development and 10%, you know, maintenance code or, or, you know, dealing with tickets, which is, you know, when something breaks, you know, fixing it, you know, and, you know, you're hiring for that three months, you know, and that need somebody comes in saying, yeah, I'm really excited. I really love the new development. I really love, you know, solving big problems and creating things. And then three, four months in, it turns out that it it flops and it's 90% maintenance code and 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 uh, ticketing or troubleshooting and um and 10% new development, then you know, then that person's expectations, you know, are gonna be sorely um uh, misaligned. And um that's not the best way to to make sure you've got a long-term potential employee and they're gonna they're going to leave. They're going to be frustrated. They're going to feel like you, you know, weren't truthful or honest with them. And it's not that people are intentionally misleading anybody. Just the reality is that, you know, they didn't do a good enough job exploring. Um, and the candidate didn't do a good enough job asking what the long-term needs were going to look like um, or or what the scope of the roles were long-term. So we, we see a lot of that and just helping people, you know, right. get through that or at least describing it more more uh, um, accurately, you know, through the interview process and within the job descriptions are, are of significant value. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh, uh, thank you so much. I know we've had a limited time today, but we really appreciate yeah. it. Um, so we're going to have all of Josh's um, information in the show notes. So please reach out to him. Um, if you have any questions about um, hiring or recruiting, he'd be glad to help you. Um, Josh. Happy to. Thanks again so much for being on the show. You bet. And uh, have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. That's the show for this week. Please tell someone about the podcast and a comment on LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube would be great as well. Thanks. And I'll see you next time.